opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Hey, I want to thank all of you out there for tuning us, turning us on and, uh, absolutely amazing supporting us for 10 years, uh, in a genre that folks thought would never last. I want to thank all of you for your support. We just got the results in, of course, from our Seattle station. And um, I want to thank you all for listening. 79% of you that listen to this station listen to this show. And honestly, it has been a blessing. My heart is so filled with gratitude. I just can't thank you all enough. We have got a great plan for you in 2013. Um, this is all about thriving and, uh, tonight's show, tonight's show is very special to me. And I want to start out by saying this. In 1992, I went through an experience that most people these days uh, go through on a regular basis. I was part of a corporate downsizing and at the time I was the one that absolutely was supposed to be initiating the corporate downsizing. And I actually couldn't do it. I knew that the minute that I that I said as the head of HR that I was not going to implement a corporate program, that I was going to be set on a different path in my life. I had 25 years with that company. And what happened to me after that is is hard to describe. Maybe my guest tonight can talk a bit about it. But I ended up packing everything up, moving to Seattle, looking at my life, thinking what I wanted to do next. And shortly thereafter, not exactly sure when that happened, a friend of mine said, hey, have you heard about this book? I want to give you a gift. And I said, I'm saying to myself, you want to give me a gift? You want to give me a book? Here I am sitting on my couch. I don't know what to do with myself. I thought I was going to retire from this company. I'm looking at whether I go to school or not, and you want to give me a book. Well, here's the book that I was given. I was given a book by this um, this author, Julia Cameron. And the book that I was given was is called The Artist's Way. Now, I'm not exactly sure how that book came to this to my friend at the time, but it ended up as a gift from her to me. What happened to my life from that point on, I'm going to let my guest, Julia Cameron, talk about. Because I know she has heard this story probably, what is it, over 2 million times. Because I think that's about as many people are just buying this book left and right. 
But what I was about to embark upon, and I, by the way, I still have the book. What I was about to embark upon was a life-changing invitation in a way that someone like me could understand it. And tonight, I have a very special guest for all of you, someone that in a million years, uh, I probably couldn't have thought about actually having a conversation with, you know, a woman that led the world in understanding that we all have the absolutely artist inside of each and every one of us. The Artist Way has sold more than 2 million copies worldwide. You know, Julia Cameron, my guest tonight, is just amazing. Um, her goal and her vision was always to help others. She's an award-winning poet, a playwright, a filmmaker. She's written over 30 books. And, you know, she's joining us here today. I get to talk with her about the book that's in front of me, The Prosperous Heart, Creating a Life of Enough. Beyond that, I have been working with the gratitude cards, and I can tell you how grateful I am and it's happened since I've started to work with these cards. Julia, thank you so much. It is such an honor to have you on the show, to be speaking with you, and I could have never guessed that in the past 20 years that I would be sitting on having a conversation with someone that literally saved my life through her work. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. Um, I want to ask you the same question. You know, how did you know or did you know your life would go in the direction that it went in, that, you know, that you would be called to shine, that you would be called to be someone in the world that would have an impact on so many people? Well, when I wrote The Artist's Way, I thought I was writing it for about 10 people, not 4 million. Right. Uh, and uh, I, I wrote it in order to rescue friends of mine who were blocked and stymied. Uh, and I, I thought, well, it'll help them. And that was my goal, just to help this tiny little group of people. Uh, and what happened was that the book actually was capable of helping many people. And they they said to me, it's got a very peculiar demographic. Somebody buys one book, reads it, and then they buy seven more for their friends. Right. <laughs> what do you make of that? Why do you think so many of us related to to the artist's way? I think it's because it says something which is true, uh, which is that we are all creative. Mm. Uh, and when we heard the truth, we got excited. Mm. It, was, it was like, gee, I always thought that. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think that the book fulfilled a need for people. Uh, mm that many of us were sort of stymied or blocked or frustrated or I guess I would use in your case lost. Yeah, I was lost. People were lost uh, and they needed a book that would show them a way out. Mm. And what happens to me with this book is that when I go out to teach, people say the same sentence over and over. They say, your book changed my life. 
what I love about it is, and I, and I, I, I want to talk about the, you know, the spiritual side of this for a minute. What I love about the book and, and also the many books that you've written and in front of me now, The Prosperous Heart. This is, this book, by the way, The Prosperous Heart is such a, a, a timely book. This is so needed right now. But what I love about this is sort of the spiritual nature of this. You know, the idea that a person would get this book, as in my case, have it as a gift to me. And then I would then, in the 20 years now that have passed, buy multiple copies of this book to give to other people and share what this story was like for me and the courage that it helped me see for myself and my life. You know, here we are. We're talking about the prosperous heart, creating a life of enough in a time when, you know, I listen to my callers call into the show and they just don't know how to make sense out of the scarcity they're feeling in their lives. And I'd love for you to talk to that for a minute of of why this book was important and what you sense is happening in our culture around prosperity and abundance. Well, I wrote the book because I found that people would work the artist's way and emerge from it with many dreams that they wanted to actualize and they would be afraid that they didn't have enough money. Mm. Uh, and so I kept hearing over and over again scarcity. Yeah. People people who were frightened. Uh, we have a mythology that says that artists are broke. Mm. Uh, and so people would be afraid to commit creativity for fear they would end up in the poorhouse. Mm. So... I I took that to heart and decided to try and write a, a book which addressed uh, that primal fear that people had. Yes. I wanted to write a book that said, there is enough. You will be okay. Mm. And that's hopefully the book, The Prosperous Heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is really... One of the things I wanted to ask you about, because you talk about this in the book, and one of the things you talk about is you talk about, you know, there being a a benevolent force, whether it's a benevolent God or a benevolent energy, but this idea of benevolence. And I wanted to talk a little bit with you about that, because that is a theme that I've seen throughout, you know, what you've brought to the world, you know, how important is it for us to have faith in that? Well, I think that the basic message of the artist's way is there is a benevolent universe. It's on your side. You can trust it. And the tools of the artist's way uh, and the tools of the prosperous heart are very practical prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use a tool called Morning Pages, mm-hmm. which are three pages of longhand morning writing about absolutely anything. And we don't often think of it this way, but what we are really doing is praying on the page. Mm. We're saying to the universe, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. <laughs> this is what I want more of. This is what I want less of. Uh, and 
these uh, are sort of position statements. It's as if you're on a, a life raft in the middle of the ocean and you're sending out your coordinates so the big boat can come and rescue you. Uh, and if people work with morning pages, they begin to have a feeling, they they begin to hear the still small voice that mystics talk about. Uh, they they tune up uh, and tune in to a more direct contact with what I call higher power. You know, one of the things that is is was so important with me. It's kind of funny, uh, Julia. In a, while I had one friend of mine, uh, of course, hand me that book about 20 years ago, right? Uh, hand me the artist's way. I had another friend that handed me a little book uh, as well. These two books I use side by side, and it was called uh, "This Thing Called You" by Ernest Holmes. I read that every single night. Every night I read that. Oh my gosh! I read it. Uh, I I get in bed and I have three books with me. I have Creative Ideas by Ernest Holmes. Right. I have this thing called You by Ernest Holmes, and then I ha- I have a prayer book I wrote myself called Transitions, and I right. read excerpts from all three of those books every single night. Every night. Every night. And it's isn't it <laughs> it's fascinating. Because I have my, my, I have my original copy of my, my book, The Artist's Way Out. I now have my, my torn up, battered copy of this thing called You Out. And the other book I, I also, I have three books as well. And the other book I have, of course, is uh, Healing Words by Ernest Holmes. And, and I wanted to ask you about this idea of reading, reading inspiring things at night. Um, a lot of folks, I have to do it in the morning. Can you just share a little bit of of what this is meant to you to infuse yourself at night with these thoughts? And for folks that don't know what this thing called you is, go on and Google it, and it is amazing. What is this like for you to read this at night? What does it set into action? Well, there's a particular prayer in uh, in this thing called you that says, Today and every day, I expect good. Mm. I anticipate meeting new friends. Mm. I anticipate meeting new situations which will increase my livingness. My life is an adventure. I expect good to come to me and others. Mm. And I read that every single night, that prayer, and I sort of cast my mind back over the day, was I fearful, was I anxious, or did I have faith? Mm. Uh, And it's sort of a spot check inventory, and it sets the intention for the next day. Mm. I love what we're talking about, because now I've done a couple of other things. First of all, um, I want to talk especially in conjunction with the book The Prosperous Heart and talk about prosperity. But let's have a conversation about gratitude for a moment because um, these – first of all, the gratitude cards are just beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. And um, 
you know, they're a visual feast, but the messages are very powerful. What is it about gratitude, Julia, that helps us to step into the energy and the vibration of benevolence? I think that when we're grateful, we're affirming that there's a benevolent universe. We're we're sort of saying thank you for everything you've given me and we begin to enumerate to ourselves to count our blessings and it might be I have a lovely place to live, I have good food in the refrigerator, I have a very festive, enjoyable dog, uh, I have um, a beautiful terrain to walk in, I have... You know, everybody's list is different. Yeah. But, but you can, can start out with enumerating just ten blessings. Mm. And at first it's sort of a stretch to get to ten. Yeah. But then after you've been doing it for a while, you get so you can easily go up to twenty-five. Mm. Uh, and counting our blessings makes us have a sense of faith in the universe. Mm. Uh, you you find yourself enumerating something that was delightful for you mm-hmm. uh, and that sometimes seems like uh, it was designed especially for you. And you begin to think, huh, maybe there is something on my side. <laughs> That's right. That's right. When when was the first time uh, uh, that you had an inkling that writing would be your life's path or that level of creativity would be your life's path? When was that shown to you? Well, I think I I knew I was a writer by the time I was about 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had by that point already been writing. I I didn't have lofty motives. My my first writing was done to capture the attention of a man named Peter Mundy, who was the new boy in my sixth grade class, <laughs> and I wanted him to fall for me. So I wrote a short story, uh, and uh, Peter did not fall for me, but I fell for writing. Oh, wow. You know, I love that story. Um, it, it's It's so intriguing to me. And because the first time I got behind a mic was very, um, Julia, I have to tell you, I dial, I transpose numbers. That's really my, my trick in life. And I transposed an 800 number and I dialed into an internet radio show in 2003. And within 10 minutes, I bought my first hour of airtime. And the first time I got behind a microphone, it felt like home. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that that then led you to a next step. You know, what kind of courage does it take or did it take for you, as with so many people listening to this show right now, what kind of courage does it take for one to start to then live that joy, to say, yes, I love writing, I'm going to write. I I love skiing, I'm going to ski and teach people how to ski, whatever that thing is. Does it take courage? Well, I think it takes courage to admit what we love. Mm. 
Okay. I think that that's very threatening to to admit that we have a passion for something because then you're afraid that you won't get to live it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think for me as a writer, I knew I wanted to be a writer and I began to look around for places to write. And I, what I discovered was that there were as many places to write as there were writers. <laughs> when we look at our lives, and you've talked about this so often, you know, one of the one of the quotes that I came across in in just getting ready to chat with you, and also reading the book, The Prosperous Heart, um, is really so important right now. And, and and it's this: it says the opposite of prosperity is not poverty; it's anxiety. When right. we are possessed of a prosperous heart, we do not act rashly out of anxiety. We respond to life rather than merely react to it. Doing so, we find ourselves filled with choices. Wow, that is very powerful. And in society, you know, what have we discovered about folks? What have you discovered in the world, especially with the level of anxiety that so many people seem to be feeling right now? Well, I think uh, anxiety is something that's sort of our, our dirty little secret. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, I do know. We have anxiety and we don't really want people to know the degree of, to which we're anxious. Right. And this is, I think, where prayer comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when we start saying, uh, please help me with my anxiety, we are only a beat away from saying, thank you for helping me with my anxiety. All right. And the minute we start to to pray affirmatively, which is we we aren't asking for something that we won't get. We're asking for something that we've already got. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you for help with my anxiety. Mm. I I in the morning I write out prayers, uh, and that's my morning practice. Uh, and I have one friend who has a tremendously anxious life. He's a, a fine arts photographer. Uh, and he's just brilliant, and he's also anxious. So in mm-hmm. the morning I write out, please help my friend Robert with his anxiety. And I believe it does help him. I believe it does too. And uh, one of the questions, we're starting to get some questions in, and I want to just remind everyone um, tonight, uh, for those of you out there, uh, my very special guest, uh, guest joining me here today is Julia Cameron. And uh, the book we're talking about, we're talking about many things actually, but uh, this is really for all of you out there. This, If you don't have the book The Artist's Way, certainly do that. But I will tell you that um, I've already started working with the Prosperous Heart, Creating a Life of Enough. And we're going to talk about this a, a little bit more. Uh, I want to make sure all of you out there, uh, if you want to find out more about Julia, you can certainly uh, go look at Facebook. But please, please, please go to her website or at least one of them, JuliaCameronLive.com. Um, and if you go to the Dr. Pat Show, we've got her picture. We've got links to her site. A lot of things, a lot of ways to connect. Um, 
this idea of, of prosperity, one of the questions that are coming in, and yes, let me announce this. For those of you out there that have questions, just go to our website, the Dr. Pat Show, and on the right-hand side, ask them. We have a question that has come in from New Jersey, uh, Julia, and the question is, when you use the three books, how do you decide what to read each night, or do you simply open to a page, uh, or – do you read the same uh, prayers uh, every night, or do you pick certain ones for certain things? Wow, this is—we've got somebody's attention here, don't we? <laughs> right. Well, the book, this thing called "You," mm-hmm. opens automatically to the prayer that I recited before. Okay. Yes. All so, right. so I get in bed, and I take that book out, and it opens to that page. And I read that page, and then I usually go back a couple chapters. Uh, he has five chapters of prose, and then in, in chapter six he starts praying. And mm-hmm. I find Ernest Holmes' prayers to be enormously powerful. So I I read the prayers that seem to address the situation that I'm in. Uh, for example, recently I went to Israel to teach, mm-hmm. and I was nervous about the trip. So I was reading Ernest Holmes before before going, uh, and I would always say, I want a successful and happy trip to Israel. And then I would read the prayer that said, this is coming to pass. Mm. You know, this is really for, for those of you out there, um, taking a look at wanting to change your life, you know, does require action, doesn't it, Julia? I want to talk for a minute about this idea of creating a life and not, that, uh, creating a life of enough. I know this is a theme that, you know, that rings true in so much of your, your work and so much out there. Um, let's talk for a minute about, you know, how the book and, 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 and what folks might do if they're having a difficult day and time, uh, how do they find prosperity? This is a question I get on the show all the time. You know, how do we reach out and attract, uh, prosperous, abundant, uh, people, jobs? How does that happen? And I think this is a question that that I love for you to talk about, especially with regard to the book. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the basic tools of the prosperous heart. Yes. The first basic tool is one we just talked about before, which is morning pages, mm-hmm. where you're praying on the page uh, and you're putting down your likes and your dislikes and your hopes and your dreams. Uh, and you're contacting the universe or God or the higher power, however you care to think of it, even the muse, uh, and letting them know what it is you feel you need. So morning pages are a tool. The second tool is very simple. It's called counting, and it's a tool that they use in Debtors Anonymous. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's taking a little notebook and writing down all your money in and all your money out without judging it, without trying to change it, just recording it. And then the third tool is sort of a non-tool, and that's abstinence 
and for the duration of the, the time you're working with the book, which is 90 days, uh, you're asked to not debt. So not to take out any debts that you don't have secured collateral for. So you could take a, you could buy a car because they could always come and get the car. <laughs> uh, but you're not to debt ahead on your salary or borrow from friends. Uh, or write checks against funds that aren't quite in yet. So abstinence is the third tool. The fourth tool is walking. You're asked to take two 20-minute walks in a week, uh, and walking brings the insights that you get from morning pages into a perspective. Uh, it it helps you to integrate what you're learning. And then the fifth tool is very simple. It's called timeout. And you're asked to take five minutes, just five minutes, uh, once early in the day and once late in the day, to just check in with yourself and see how it is you feel you're doing. So if you use those five, I think, very simple tools you begin to attract abundance into your life. Uh, and I think that as you count your blessings, you begin to have more blessings. As you kind of hold your cup up to have it filled, it starts to be filled to overflowing. And I can't prove this. I can just ask you to try the tools and see what happens for yourself. Mm -hmm. I I think they're absolutely wonderful. And and for me, you know, having been given the artist's day uh, close to 20 years ago, I would say, um, there was also tools in there. And what I love about this book, Julia, and, and what this does is sometimes, at least for me in my life, when I've been really stuck, it's like I couldn't help myself get out of my own way, so to speak. And I just so value uh, what you've put together here because money is a real anxiety pill for a lot of people. And I think we do need help right now, a uh, really gentle kind help to guide us through to the next level of how we see money in our lives. Yes, money is, for most people, an enemy, not a friend. Mm. Mm. You know, as we take a look at um, um, the tools that you've put forth and, you know, what's important to people, there has been this idea that if you have money, uh, I'm not saying this is my idea, but I'm just saying there's this idea out in our culture that, wow, money or prosperity or whatever you want to call it, and spirituality cannot coexist. Yes, we have we have a very distorted idea about spirituality. <clears throat> we tend to think of it as sackcloth and ashes. Mm. Uh, and the reality is that spirituality and abundance go hand in hand. Uh, it's an abundant universe, but we often are so focused on what we don't have that we fail to see what we do have, uh, which is uh, 
that the world is an abundant and generous place. Hmm. One of the things you also talk about is this word. Let's talk about the word prosperity, too. Um, I think sometimes don't we interchange a few of these words, right? Abundance, prosperity, and money. And let's talk about prosperity. And what is it that you've discovered a prosperous life looks like and feels like, Julia? Well, I think we have this idea that if I just had X amount of money, then I would be fine. And it's what I call a magic number. Uh, and uh, it's an arbitrary number that we set that we tell ourselves is going to solve all of our difficulties. And we're going to feel secure and happy when we have X. Right. Uh, but what we really should be saying is when I have X amount of faith, then I will feel secure and happy. Uh, prosperity is not a monetary, fiscal bottom line. It's a spiritual bottom line. And it's a sense that there's a benevolent something that's interested in you and your life and is going to help you with your goals. I want to talk about faith a little bit more because this is actually, you know, for me... um, the artist way and so much of what you, you've done, um, you know, early on for me was so helpful in me understanding faith as you've just talked about it. Uh, and this is, again, another one of those words, right, that has taken different meaning for different people. And I remember, and I don't remember which one of your books or where I picked it, picked it up, but I believe you talk about conviction, and, and and what that means to be steadfast in that belief. Um, I, I would like to talk to you a little bit about that, especially in terms of how we step forth as I said before and have the courage to actually say what it is we really love or want or desire. You know, well, can I you talk bo- about that for a little bit? I wrote a book called Finding Water, uh, which is the art of perseverance. Yes, that's right. I bet that's where I read it. (laughs) And in that book, I talk about how important it is to to stay the course, uh, that we, we need to keep on writing morning pages, even if we think they're boring, even if we think they're dull or we think they're negative. We need to have enough faith to keep on writing them because as you do, you will be led into clearer thinking, uh, clearer goals, uh, clearer creativity. Uh, but we need, we need to stick to our, our punches, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I had uh, a man I used to teach with. Uh, I was talking to him recently, and uh, I asked him, do you still do morning pages? And he said, oh, yes, whenever I get in trouble, (laughs) I do morning pages. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, don't you think if you did them all the time, you might not get in trouble? Bingo. (laughs) But isn't that the truth? 
uh, I mean, this is really, you know, so important uh, a concept to really talk about. And this is something that I actually did learn from uh, from you in the artist way. Uh, it is this idea that we're not going to attract. What did, we, what did he say? Trouble, you know, because we've created something, a consciousness that is separate from that. You know, one of the things I read in your book, which is really interesting, too, is you talk about other people's negativity. And, you know, you you talk about this in The Prosperous Heart. And then in the sidebar, in the side column, there's a quote from Louise Hay. And I just want to read it a minute because I think this talks to what you said. You said, your prosperity consciousness is not dependent uh, dependent on money. Your flow of money is dependent on your prosperity consciousness. And it's kind of the same in terms of the negativity and what we put ourselves in front of. Um, And I wanted to talk with you about about that, especially with regard to having a prosperous heart. Well, I think um, people are afraid to do morning pages uh, because they think they're going to be too negative. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, because when we first start doing morning pages, we may find there's a lot of things we don't like. Right. <laughs> and people who have done some uh, New Age work uh, often are reluctant to write pages for fear that they're putting negativity into the universe. Mm-hmm. And what I say to them is, oh, no, what you do when you write morning pages is you siphon off the negativity that you have in your life and you get it on the way out of your life. Uh, It's a little bit like the Jungians would call it meeting your shadow. Right. Right. I call it meeting your shadow and taking it out for a cup of coffee. That's exactly right. And actually you can do the morning pages and have coffee, organic coffee, of course. Yes, it's it's funny. Sometimes people say to me, Julia, can can I have coffee? And I say, I teach adults. I wouldn't dream of standing between you and a cup of coffee. <laughs> I know it is so true, isn't it? Uh, and you know, this is really now this this is really a cool conversation because you know I think I went through these period this period of of getting to understand some of these some of these principles that we're now calling new thought, and I got to the place that you're talking about where I started to write things down as a way to release them, and oh my gosh, it felt so good, and it still does. I mean, there's nothing better than doing these morning pages and just letting it out. Because don't you think sometimes we trick ourselves in believing that if we don't let it out, it's gone? That if we kind of hold it in, that, you know, it doesn't exist? (laughs) I think that if you don't do morning pages, you have a, a negative consciousness that you may not even be aware of. Yeah. It's as if you go through your day with a negative soundtrack, mm-hmm. kind of going drip, 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 drip. Right, right. Um, and if you do morning pages, you get that negative soundtrack onto the page, and it leaves clear space for creativity to come in. 
that is the key right there. And, and, you know, the idea of the prosperous heart and the morning pages, you know, this is what you just said, I think is really great to talk about. Often, I think, I know I've heard it on radio from our listeners, from people I meet. They're like, oh, my God, I did everything I was supposed to do. I did this. I did my vision board. I did that. I don't understand why this is not showing up in my life. But I think we we do need to remember that we have to let go of this stuff that is just not serving us. Well, and I think that, the Ernest Holmes prayers yes. are a very potent way to let go of negativity. Yes. Yeah. I think in the book you call it dismantling negativity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like dismantling a rifle. Exactly. You know, I, I like to think about that exactly in that way. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, I mean, you've been in front of thousands and thousands of people. You've been on television. You've been on radio. You've been in front of critics. You've been in front of people that praise you. What is it about what you've discovered in life, in your life, that has helped you remember that we are all called to shine. You know, what is it that you've learned beyond other people's perspectives and your own soul's journey that keeps you going to that next place? Well, you know, again, this this sounds like the Ernest Holmes hour. Uh, <laughs> uh, I should say that Ernest Holmes was the founder of a religion uh, called Science of Mind. Right. Uh, and Science of Mind teaches uh, that there is one unifying force, one mind, one power, uh, and that that power is love, uh, and that we can all tap into it. And so I think... Uh, what happens for me uh, is before I'm called to do, to do an event, I'm always scared. Uh, and I go to my earnest homes and I read the prayers that that say there's nothing to be afraid of. Right. And that starts to calm me down. Mm. Mm. And I also do something uh, called guided writing. Which, which is, I, I write LJ for little Julie. Uh huh. And then I write what I'm afraid of. Like mm-hmm. LJ, uh, dear God, please help me do a good job on this interview. <laughs> and, and then I listen. Uh, and I write down what I hear, which is guided. And it's usually very kind and benevolent. Uh, says you're going to do fine absolutely don't worry (laughs) you know honestly uh julia you could have showed up and just did some heavy breathing in the phone and it would have been a great interview I I wanted to, uh, you know, talk with you for a minute. I can't believe how quickly this hour is just like going crazy by. I want to take a moment and, you know, talk deeply about gratitude. I know we touched upon it earlier. Um, 
but I wanted to really talk deeply about it. And many times I'm in front of folks, just as you are, and folks will say to me, I don't know how to feel grateful when I'm so angry. I don't know how to feel grateful when I've lost everything I've had. I don't know how to feel grateful. Um, and I want to talk about this for a minute because there really is a true blessing and gratitude that can release things faster than, at least for me, faster than pretty much anything that I've ever learned. Let's talk about it from your life and how important it is and what people can do quickly to move into that place, regardless of what's going on in the outside world. Well, I should say that the blessings cards, the gratitude cards, yeah, they're are, great. Drawn, are drawn from a prayer book that I wrote called Blessings. And I was walking in the sage fields up near Taos, New Mexico, and I had a plan to write a novel. And so I was out walking, thinking about the novel that I was going to write, and all of a sudden I heard, you are to write a book of prayers of gratitude. And I thought, oh, no, I don't have enough faith to do that. Uh, and I came back and I called my publisher and I said, I know you think I was going to write a novel, but I've been told to write a book of gratitude. And he said, so do it. Mm. So I wrote uh, I wrote a small book of, of prayers of gratitude. Uh, and as I did it, I found that I could take situations of loss and find a gain within them. And I think that uh, that's essentially what gratitude does, is it alters our perspective and gives us a longer view. Yeah. Uh, and we begin to see how things which seem very difficult actually have served us. Mm. Mm. It has been an enormous benefit for me to do that and, you know, so much of it, uh, especially when we look at the loss in our lives and, you know, what seems to be showing up for so many people um, in the world. And, you know, this is, you know, today's show and, you know, the many times that people will hear this is is inspiration in action. And I wanted to ask you, you do this. What weighs heavy on the minds of people these days, Julia? You know, I know you do workshops and you speak all over the world. What seems to be weighing heavy on their minds these days? Well, it's interesting. I was just teaching in Israel. And before I went to teach, uh, my host said, now remember, these Hebrew women don't think you know anything about God because you're not Hebrew. Mm. And I thought, thank you for the negativity. <laughs> uh, and I uh, started reading the prayers out loud from my book, Prayers to the Great Creator. And after I read one of the prayers, which was about safety, the room burst into applause. Uh, and we had 300 people clapping their hands and and affirming that what they truly needed was a sense of safety from God. Mm. Uh, and I don't think it was just that it was Israel that they needed the safety. 
I I think it's uh, it's a primary need uh, that we all feel. Uh, we want to feel safe. We want to feel secure, uh, and we need tools that help us to feel that way. And that's what I think uh, is the, the benefit of the prosperous heart. It's a toolkit that lends us a sense of security. Mm. You know, it is a toolkit, and it does give us a sense of security because I think sometimes when we're so filled with level of the anxiety around prosperity, you know, we need a toolkit, um, a blueprint, so to speak. At least I have found that in my life. I've really needed that so that I can show up and fully express my creativity. And, you know, before the show, I, I pull a card from your deck. And oh, the, good. I did. I, I was waiting uh, to, to, to now to just tell you what it is. Um, the card that I pulled was the creativity card. Um, perfect. It was. Per- it is perfect. And I want to just ask you about this because this, the first the first part of this per- simply says, my creativity is an act of my soul. That is such a beautiful, beautiful statement in prayer. And I wanted to talk with you about this because your life has been filled with creativity. And so much of what you've brought forth in this world has inspired so many others to be creative. I, I would want to ask you, what is what do we learn from creativity that we can't convince ourselves in, through our mind? Well, I think uh, we often have an idea that creativity is an intellectual process. Yeah. And so we try and approach it intellectually, uh, and it doesn't really work. Uh, and then uh, I say, no, use these simple spiritual tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when people start doing things like taking walks, mm. going on an artist date once a week, do something festive by yourself, for yourself. Uh, when people start using those simple tools, uh, they begin to have a spiritual awakening. Uh, and they get, again, I, I want to say it's a sense of benevolence. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, let me go on for the folks out there that are sitting on the edge of their seats wanting to hear the rest of this. Let me go ahead and read this card because this it's so beautiful. By the way, for those of you out there, if you want to find out more about Julia, just go ahead and you can go to her website. And, Julia, I'm sending everybody over to JuliaCameronLive.com. Is that, uh, is that okay? I think it's a good idea. Right. I want everybody to go over there. And if you, you can find out more of their books, but boy, wouldn't you want to start your day with these cards? Let me just go ahead and finish this one because this was, this was the one I pulled for the show today. My creativity is an act of my soul. I am rooted in the creativity of the entire universe. My dreams and desires are funded by divine power intended to bring divine good, and harmony into the world. 
if that doesn't change the energy of your day, honestly, I don't know what will. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. Let's talk for a minute in, in closing about your personal message. I just have one last question for you. Um, what would you like to leave us with here today? What's your personal message for for all of us here? Well, I have a fantasy. I love that. Um, the fantasy is that I'm dead, mm. and, and I'm standing outside the pearly gates, and St. Peter says, why should we let you in? And I say, well... I got people to write, mm. and the gates swing open. Mm. <laughs> so I would say, please write three pages of longhand morning writing and connect yourself to the universe. Mm. That is a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. And I want to tell you, you did something very special for me. Um, I started uh, while I was a young teenager. Uh, I started. Uh, you'd never know it now, but every once in a while you can hear it. But part of that is I was learning different, and actually I'm still learning different. They used to call it a learning disability, Julia, right? Actually, when I was growing up, they just called you stupid. But what I've discovered is through through The Artist's Way and, and many of your books is you gave me permission to write Regardless of whether I used the right punctuation, whether or not my grammar was correct, you simply have asked us to step forth and write and share our hearts. And that is an enormous gift that you've given to the world, especially to someone like me, who for most of her life pretty much is told, you can't read, you can't write, and by the way, you don't know how to put a sentence together out in the verbal world. And so I want to thank you personally for oh, opening you're very up. You're welcome. All right. Yeah. Wow. You're very welcome. Thank you all. Thank you, Julia, so much. For those of you out there, please, the Prosperous Heart, it is amazing. And when you go ahead and get this, this book will change your life. The cards that I'm referring to are amazing. They're just beautiful. And um, they're from Julia as well. They're gratitude cards and their blessings. Julia, I can't thank you enough so much. Well, you're very welcome, Pat. I want to thank all of you for tuning us in, turning us on. And, um, boy, we have so much to share. If you've missed any part of this show, we're going to be playing this uh, on our multiple stations, reaching approximately 160 countries. Thank you all so much for everything you do and supporting the show. We'll see you next time. Someday
You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. Transformation Talk Radio showcases a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, education, and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Our hosts bring together some of the planet's most preeminent and visionary change makers, best-selling authors, motivational speakers, leading-edge scientists and futurists, environmentalists and educators, world-renowned spiritual leaders, inventors, filmmakers, artists, mystics, and healers that are stimulating and supporting individual and collective growth. Get ready to create positive cultural shifts on Transformation Talk Radio. Join us in making a meaningful difference in the world. TransformationTalkRadio.com. That's TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. And, and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we, we just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for listening. And keep us tuned in right here on Transformation, Transformation Talk Radio. Radio.